This is CliffCentral.com. What's up, everybody? A.K.A. Mr. Kwan, A.K.A. P.L.I.N.T. And you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show, 12 to 1 p.m. every single Thursday on Cliff Central. It's too short, like me. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yet again, another one of those really fantastic days. Welcome to it. It's time for another one of those really great days, guys. It's time for the shortest hour of the week. It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. I'm hoping that you're feeling great. I'm hoping that uh, you're ready to take on the world, guys. Every single time you listen to the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show live, it means that you're one day away from the weekend. And that could only be some good stuff. I actually have some uh, a friend of mine who's making this really cool uh, product. It's it's hot sauce. It's pretty cool. I I, I really must say I, I discovered it today, and it's a really cool thing. And it just inspired me to say, "Yo, guys, you know he makes it from his apartment, but he's starting a business. He's an engineer on the side, but that's the side hustle. But things are going and things are moving, and that's important. That we need to keep moving uh, each and every time, no matter what you're doing." Just keep the hustle going, guys. One way or the other, you need a grind. You need a grind, man. You need to be the salt and the flavor. You need to be the spice. The one, man. You are the one. And that's pretty much one of the things that can keep you going every single time as well. All right, cool. So today, we're going to be chatting about that exactly. I was um, I was talking not too long ago, um, even on Twitter. I mentioned that uh, we're going to have a pretty lady in the studio. But she's not only pretty, but she's also pretty hardworking. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth right there. Uh, we're talking about um, taking, um, uh, I mean, taking the steps to uh, reach the next level in your hustle. There's... There's levels to this hustle thing, you know, and it's important that you go from one level to the next. And we're going to have uh, um, uh, Kim Jade join us a little bit later on. Um, obviously, she's got a full name. I will tell you her full, um, her government name in a little bit of a while from now. She she probably doesn't really like to roll by the government name, but we're going to expose you today. <laughs> she's going to be joining us a little bit later on. But I also got my main man, Mr. Smoke Cozy. Smoke, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, my brother? Hey, man. Everything's good this side, bro. I'm on fire. I'm yeah. the salt. I'm the flavor. Yeah. I am the salt of the earth. The light of the universe. <laughs> That's who I am, man. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. Man. Look, yeah. I must say, I had a bit of a challenge. I had a very tough weekend last weekend. Man. I went a bit slow. I lost. I got a bit fatigued and all of that. Yeah. Um, I was a bit slow this week, so I'm hoping that I'm going to pick up as the week ends, and it's not going to happen next week. So yeah, I've been I've been trying to have a good week. Yeah, it hasn't everything. Nothing has been going according to plan, but yeah, I'm hoping to change things around um, as the week ends off. What do you think caused it, though? <sighs> Look, man, I never had in, enough sleep. Yeah, uh, you and I club been, life, rough know, life. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have been chatting. I haven't had enough sleep. Um, I just told you this morning as we were driving to the show that I've actually done something about it. Okay, what have you done about it? Tell us, what do you do when you're like really fatigued and you're like unproductive and just forgetting things? Guys, let me just tell you, Spo has been forgetting everything. This man (laughs) lost his keys and then he didn't know how to get into his house. He calls me the next day, are my keys at your place? I'm like, where did you sleep? (laughs) No, um... Okay, no keys. And um, what else happened? Um, he he was supposed to make this proposal for this for this important client, and dololo, you know, he just rocks up the next day, and uh, he doesn't even rock up on time. And what else happened? Then he then he cut some new keys, and then I had to. I, we were gonna shoot this really important thing for him, like it was an amazing thing. So now I'm driving him. To, to his place just so that he can get his last few things ready so that we can go to the shoot. And then we arrive at his place after driving for about 15 minutes and we get there and he's like, I don't know where my keys are. I'm like, <laughs> again, small, where are your keys? I think I left them at your place. I'm like, this guy, ne, he's nerds vandaghi, my bro, he's nerds. And, man. uh, and okay, so now you're saying you got, you have done something about it. Tell us what you've done. Look, um, I decided, you know, I sat, I sat uh, with myself, um, I think it was yesterday, <laughs> and I was thinking really, I'm like, no, this cannot happen. You even said to me in the car that, yo, I will not let you slide like this. <laughs> yeah. you, you need to do something. Look, um, I made sure that there's an app on the phone that I downloaded. 
mm-hmm. and obviously I've set my times, my times to sleep and to wake up. Oh, cool. literally, literally, yeah. so that I can be able to know, you know, I need to take a rest. Because sometimes I know that I need to rest, but because of what I need to do, I end up pushing myself, and it actually backfires on myself, and I, I become mm. non-productive. Yeah. And I don't do, and I don't do the important things that I'm supposed to do. So the app is actually helping me out for now. And cool. you know, it's how gonna, long has it's it been gonna, now? With the app? It's this is the first day. Okay. <laughs> So you don't know if it actually have you helped you out yet, Look, or did you wake work. up with the app today? Yes. Oh, well done. So okay, it's it's one step. Okay, <laughs> one step at a time. One step at a time. All right, guys. I mean, if you are also in this turmoil that spores in, you can download apps <laughs> for these things these days, and, and it can help you with your productivity. I think I like that the fact that you decided, hey man, I've got a phone that's pretty good. Let me use it to my advantage, and let's see how I can be a little more productive. Yeah. Especially, I mean, sometimes when you got a lot of things. Going on, I mean, that's part of the journey of the hustle. You got, sure, sure. You, you got your main thing, but then you got a couple of other things also, and you, you, you know, um, you can be really, really fatigued after some time. So, sure. um, you deciding to use an app, I think it's not too much of a bad idea, man. Well, well done, well done. I will, we'll be watching you though. You know, next week this time we're gonna ask you how this. App life has gone And uh, if you come here Looking like you just woke up We'll know that mm-mm, mm-mm, It's not working <laughs> Now nah, hopefully It is going to do its job Yeah Alright cool stuff Well all the best with that um, Now there's some cool stuff That um, that you decided to uh, uh, Feature today And um, it has to do with Some fas- fashion and trends And all sorts of cool things Like that Right Yep um, There's something quite trendy That we want to speak about today For the interesting news For you guys at home Yeah um, You're just looking at a look at some of the um, sneakers that um, you know you would want to have in your wardrobe. So it's like the top five, top sneakers, five sneakers, yes, to add to your collection this week. Most definitely, and the first one is a Converse One Star OX Taylor, the Creator Golf Wang Sulfur. Jeez, man, it's quite a, a mouthful. Sneakers have such long names. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful. Um, that's the first one, and then the, the next one. The One Star. How much yeah. is a One Star? The One Star. Yeah, it's. Uh, Two triple nine, three thousand. Yes, jeez, mate. So that's how much you gotta pay to have it. Like, I mean, Vance is like five hundred, and I thought you, I Vance Yatura. <laughs> now you're telling me three thousand. This yep. shoe better last. What is five times three? I mean, three thousand. How do you get to three thousand? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Six years. It better last six years. Mm-hmm. Will it last six years? I suppose depending on how well <laughs> you look after your sneakers. Three thousand rand is is quite some money. What's the next one? The next one is the Nike Air Footscape. Um, it's called the Woven Chucker. Um, premium Flex. Again, another long Air name. Foot, the Nike Air Footscape Woven Chucker Premium Flex. Why do these n- things have such long names? My goodness. I, I doubt the people actually who buy these sneakers they actually know the actual names. <laughs> they just like hey, man, like, those ones. They man. look nice. They look nice. Those you brown know? ones with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and how much are these? Two point three. I see here two thousand four hundred. Yeah. Well, a little bit cheaper. Yeah. They look cool though. I must say that that they they look pretty dope. Uh, Reebok A Z T E A. Oh, how do I say that? Aztec. Yeah. O G. This the, these look like really old school sneakers. The the Reebok sneakers. Yep. Um, and they cost 1,400 rand, 1399. Mm, I know. It's not cheap. Now, adding all five of them to your collection, I think, is, is a bit steep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. What are the last two? The last two is the Adidas Originals NMD R2 PK. Uh, I'm not sure if it says that it's coming from Japan or what, or what's part of the name, but Japan Pack. It, it comes in the color pink. I'm sure you, you'll be able to choose a couple of other colors, but they look like they're for the ladies. Okay, and how much they retail for? They go for two eight double nine. Ah, yo, I have on a list to list, guys. I did tell you, hey, December's rough. If yep. you're gonna be getting all five of these sneakers, I know. Okay, cool. The last one is this now the best one? Why did you put this one last? So is it just it's just top five in, in no particular order? Look, it's 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 not in particular order. Yeah, and I think yeah. this brand, I think a lot of people are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. It's the New Balance fifteen hundreds, Cumbria. Probably the shortest names that are all of these. Yeah. Okay, cool. For about two grand, you can get those. Yeah. Dip streets. All right. So yeah, that's the top five collection that if you would like, if you have enough ching chang in your pocket, you can go <laughs> cop, cop some for yourself. Yeah. Now these are like, I mean, they average around two point five each. So if it's five, 
Yeah, guys, yo, it's a lot of money. Yeah, this is five thousand. That's five thousand. Ten thousand. Almost like twelve thousand five hundred to get five pairs of shoes. Yeah. That's why ladies normally say that guys' things are expensive because, like, with ladies to get five shoes might not be twelve thousand rand. Well, obviously, depending on what type of lady you are, yeah, levels to this thing. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty cool. So, uh, um, some other interesting news. Yes, among other interesting news, we had we thought that we should have a look at the five celebrity dads that give us life. So some of the celebrities that have had uh, young ones, you know, uh, maybe starting families and all of that. So um, the first one on the list, we've got Zex Bandrini and Baby Shara. Mm-hmm. I think it's his do- it's his um, it's a son, yes, son. That um, the mother, I think it's Nandine Goma. What's her surname again? <laughs> yeah, but that one. Yes, let me not say too much to embarrass myself. But yeah, that's first on the list. And the second one is Cabello Mala. Mala- her name, yeah. or, I mean, her surname is now Nandi Matita, Matita because she's married, yeah? Right? Yes. Yeah. And then the second one is Cabello Mabalane and Zo. Uh, yeah. With, uh, you see, there's a little bit, there's a picture there, a nice cute picture of him and his little daughter. And then on number three, it's AKA and Baby Cairo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Apparently, um, um, Zintle was trying to hide his face. Uh, oh, I mean, baby Cairo's face, but, uh, AKA is like, I'm no, I'm not the type of dad. <laughs> just showing the face there on Insta Greasy. All right, cool. Who's next? Next on the list is uh, Ricky Rick and Mike. Oh, I think Mike. Ricky Rick has probably been one of the uh, dads who literally just shows off his kids quite a lot. I mean, his album was like family first, family values and all these type of things. And, He's been one of those people who's like, yeah, Baba, I'm not going anywhere. And it's pretty cool to see that, uh, um, though these are people that m- people normally look up to, you know, um, uh, and they are hip hop, uh, artists at the same time. Yeah. They are showing an, um, you know, a, a, a type of message to young boys saying that, Hey man, when, once you get to that fatherhood, fatherhood role, yeah. you know, you, you need to stick around True. and be there. That's that. This is pretty cool. Yeah, and basically to the end of the list that we that we've managed to put together today. Yeah. And at number five, you have we have Junior the Rocker and Baby Spathe. How old is Junior the Rocker? Um, if I'm not mistaken, is about twenty five, twenty four years old. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and find it. All right, cool. But um, I mean, um, also another one. She the child looks pretty young. Yeah, yeah, he's, she is very young. I think the other day when I was on social media, they even showed that the ba- the baby's already making some money. How so? I don't know. I think they've managed to put together some kind of a, um, a deal for the baby, and uh, the mother actually posted that at, even at this age, your baby can also start making money. Yeah, I guess things like modeling and and those yeah, type of vibes. Yeah. The kid doesn't even know that they're modeling. They're just chilling there and then boom, <laughs> money just comes in. And yeah. it's cool. Just like how, I mean, DJ Arch Jr. I mean, I think that child has made more money than the parents combined. <laughs> That, um, if you don't know about him, I mean, Junior, um, Arch, DJ Arch Jr. is, um, the youngest DJ in Africa. Um, I think started DJing at around three years old. One essay's got talent. And, um, I mean, essay got talent comes with its own cash injection. Yeah. But then beyond that, Mini Cooper, um, he's, you know, he, Mini Cooper gave him a, a car, you know, you know, though, those small Anyana Mini Coopers. So he drives around in that Mini Cooper picking up little toddler <laughs> girls. <laughs> And uh, there was some money that came with that because he became an ambassador in a certain sense. Um, Jungle Oats put him on billboards. Like he's an ambassador for Jungle Oats. He's an ambassador for um, guests, like the brand, guest kids. He's the ambassador. So there's fresh money coming in from that billboards and and um, all sorts of campaigns that, are, that they do. And um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure there's more that I'm not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. I saw him take flights to go and perform in other countries. You know, he even had that little cushion thing that you put around your neck so that you can stay nice and comfy while you're on your flight. Yeah. He had one of those. <laughs> DJ Art Jr., three years old. And he's like, yo, this DJ life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's amazing yeah. uh, what people are doing out there. So, you know, if you're expecting, uh, hey, man, your kid might just make you a millionaire, you know. So uh, it might not all be doom and gloom and you having to pay for everything. Maybe three years in. The child starts paying for your life. Who knows? Anyway, here's some really cool motivation, and we're back at the after this. I don't know what that dream is that you have. I don't care how disappointing it might have been, 
as you've been working toward that dream, that that dream that you're holding in your mind, that it's possible, that some of you already know that it's hard, it's not easy, it's hard changing your life, that in the process of working on your dreams, you are going to incur, incur a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure, a lot of pain. There are moments when you're going to doubt yourself and say, God, why, why is this happening to me? I'm just trying to take care of my children and my mother. I'm not trying to steal or rob from anybody. Why did this have to happen to me? For those of you that have experienced some hardships, don't give up on your dream. Their rough times are going to come, but they have not come to stay. They have come to pass. Greatness is not this wonderful, esoteric, elusive, God-like feature that only the special among us are, will ever taste. You know, it's something that truly exists in all of us. It's very important for you to believe that you are the one. Most people, they raise a family, they earn a living, and then they die. They stop growing, they stop working on themselves, they stop stretching, they stop pushing themselves. That a lot of people like to complain, but they don't want to do anything about their situation. And most people don't work on their dreams. Why? One is because of fear. The fear of failure. What if things don't work out? And the fear of success. What if they do and I can't handle it? These are not risk takers. You spend so much time with other people. You spend so much time trying to get people to like you. You know other people more than you know yourself. You studied them. You know about them. You want to hang out like them. You want to be just like them. And you know what? You've invested so much time in them. You don't know who you are. I challenge you to spend time by yourself. It's necessary that you get the losers out of your life if you want to live your dream. But people who are running toward their dreams, life has a special kind of meaning. When you become the right person, what you do is you start separating yourself from other people. You begin to have a certain uniqueness. As long as you're following other people, as long as you're being a copycat, you will never, ever be the best copycat in the world. But you will be the best you could be. I'm telling you to define your value. That everybody won't see it. That everybody won't join you. That everybody won't have the vision. It's necessary to know that. That you are an uncommon breed. It's necessary that you align yourself with people and attract people into your business who are hungry. People who are unstoppable and unreasonable. People who are refusing to leave life just as it is and who want more. The people that are living their dream of finding winners to attach themselves to. The people that are living their dreams are the people that know that it's, if it's going to happen, it's up to them. If you want to be more successful, if you want to have and do stuff you ain't never done before, number two, I'm asking you to invest in you. To invest in you. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. That you don't have to go through life being a victim. And even though you face disappointments, you have to know within yourself that I can do this. Even if no one else sees it for me, I must see it for myself. This is what I believe. What's poppin' and everybody? This is your boy Shane Eagle, and you are tuning into yeah. the Unplugged no Radio Show right is, here on Cliff Central. Or how bad it gets. All right. Thank you, Shane Eagle, for just photobombing that whole session. I mean, we were out here having a blast. We were getting motivated, and you just come in and have to go, oh, I don't, I can't even do that thing. Anyway, um, so we're still chatting to the lovely lady herself, Kim Jade. Kim is in studio right here. Kim, how you doing? Hello, beautiful people. I'm so great. How are you doing? Oh, uh, we're fantastic. <laughs> we're fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Great stuff. <laughs> so, Kim, short for Kimberly. Yes, it is. And Jade is actually your second name. Yes, it is. Oh, so you actually have a surname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually have a surname. All right, cool. What is your surname? Uh, Robinson. All right. 
Kimberly Jade Robinson. Right? Oh, I love the movie voice. <laughs> yes! I'm for it. I'm for it. Great stuff. So, so Kim, um, just just describe yourself and say, you know what? This is Kim in the space of, you know, if you had to describe yourself in 30 seconds, who's Kim? Like, who am I or what do I do? Or both? Who, Like, you just, you say, if I had to leave my fingerprint here, this is Kim. Okay. This is Kim. Okay. Proudly Zimbabwean, mm-hmm. independent young female that is hopefully proving to everybody back home that if you work hard enough, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Proudly from Zimbabwe. Yes. Born and raised, honey. Interesting stuff. Now, um, it, it's really interesting that you say that because um, as South Africans, we have our own perception of what goes on <laughs> in Zimbabwe. Yes. And here you are and you're not hungry. <laughs> I really, if if I could reach over and punch you, I would. But <laughs> yeah, because I, I know I, I just had to say that as a stereotypical thing, because um, the the reports that 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 um, people in South Africa get about Zimbabwe versus the people who actually travel to Zimbabwe mm-hmm. totally different Completely things. Completely different. I I know many friends who come and go to Zimbabwe. Some of them actually have act, um, like um, uh, architecture companies. They based in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Things are going well for them. Yeah, and it's not necessarily what people think is going down in Zimbabwe just because sometimes media has its own way of twisting things and saying, yo guys, it's rough. No one is allowed to vote for whatever they want to vote for. There's this, there's that, there's that. And yeah, there are some tough things, but there are still some amazing stories that come from the same place. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, as with all media, they love to spread the doom and gloom. Yeah. And they love to focus on the political situation. Mm. Um, I don't want to dwell on that because there's so many good things going on there. There's yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs that are born in Zimbabwe and travel the world and do incredible things. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to travel back home and take the expertise that we've gained abroad um, to home. Yeah. yeah. Now, the cool thing is... Um, you have a unique story because you've started off in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. came to South Africa uh, to study, right? Mm-hmm. That was initially the yeah. plan. But before we even go to your trip to South Africa, let's chat <laughs> My about... My trip, you make it like this voyage. Like she went on a ship five years, like <laughs> imprisonment, slavery. No, it's, you make it dramatic. It was really far. It was though. a flight. It was very far. It, <laughs> it was, was like a long flights. flight. It was a, yeah, two long flights. Oh, wow. 45 minutes from Bilawea to Johannesburg and then two hours to Cape Town. It's long. You guys are so dramatic on this show. <laughs> 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 it was a couple, it was a lot of kilometers. Wow. Okay. Was it not a lot of so, kilometers? Okay. Yeah. Ah, she's defensive. It's okay. <laughs> All right, cool. It's not, it's not really about the, um, the, the, the distance mm-hmm. But it's more Just about the culture shift Sure um, f- um, Tell us about Growing up in Zimbabwe What you What were your goals What were you aiming for What were you Who did you think you'd be When you were in high school Primary And just tell us about that life Yeah um, I grew up in a really small town Bilawayo mm-hmm. Yeah um, My whole high school Had 300 people Wow Which was shocking Because when my I went to my first year of university My first class was Psych, was psych 101 And mm-hmm. There were 500 people in the Jeez, class, in the imagine. lecture. So from 300 in my entire school to 500 in just one lecture, it was crazy. Mm. Um, growing up, I was, believe it or not, really shy and really awkward mm-hmm. and awkward looking. <laughs> oh, wow. so, yeah, um, I grew into it a little bit more when I went to high school and went to boarding school. And uh-huh. anyone that goes to boarding school knows that you have to become really independent real quick. Because yeah. there's no mommy or daddy to help you out. True. Um, I got involved in a whole bunch of cultural clubs and societies that forced you to get involved in public speaking. So, you know, that helped me overcome being so shy. And actually, you know, I have a voice and I have something to say and I can say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not know what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work with people. And for the longest time, I thought I wanted to be um, a psychiatrist and deal with counseling people. And that's why I came here and went into social work. Yeah. So you went to uh, uh, Cape Town. That's yes. where you studied. Stelis, right? Stellenbosch. Yeah, Stellenbosch. Yes, okay. Stelis. <laughs> oh, pretty cool. The land of wine. and Wine. Grapes. There's so much more than just wine and grapes. <laughs> and rugby. They're big into rugby yeah, down there. Wine and rugby. <laughs> Two staple foods of Long. Stellenbosch. <laughs> now, now the cool thing is, um, you saying that you were first in a in a school that had only about three hundred people in it. Yeah, and um, all girls. 
all girls. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone is a, is a different ecosystem totally to everything else. Completely. What what did what did it teach you? How did it shape you being in that environment? I think um growing up in a small town you learn um really great morals. Yeah. You learn about the relationships you have with people um are important. And I grew up very conservative and very old school. Sure. You know, please and thank you. And you show respect to everybody from the janitor to the CEO. You know, that's how it should be. Mm. And I think that has played a really big role in where I am today because relationships above anything here, well, accompanied with hard work, relationships get you far. Yeah. And how you treat people. And people remember you like, oh, she's like, oh, you know. Mm. She's good peoples, you know. Yeah. So I think that that was really important. Pretty cool. Still talking about that, um, you you know, you going to, for instance, Cape Town. Cape Town is a place that has a lot of, um, um, I mean, they have a yin and yang. Mm. There's really beautiful places in Cape Town. Yes. Really rich people in Cape Town. Yes. Then there are really bad places in Cape Town. Really, <laughs> really, really poor people. I feel like in Cape it's Town. like that all over the world. Yeah, but like it's it's with Cape Town, it's just. So extreme in a way, you like you can literally just cross the road and then boom, you're mm-hmm. there in yeah. it. And the weird thing is that when you are in the really polished parts, you can't even see a trace of it. There's you not even know. a beggar on a street in, in like in in the really really proper places in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, I don't know if maybe they get removed or they just know that they're not supposed to be there, so they don't even chill there. But what I mean is now the outlook of let's say the kids from. From Kailicha, from Tafelsech, places that have so much gang- gangsterism yes. going on and, and so much, um, you know, uh, poverty going on that the, the, the mindset of the youth there is that, ah, man, like I'm, I'm in a trapped system mm-hmm. anyway. And mm-hmm. they don't have a, some of them, not yes. all of them don't always have the most positive outlook on, on the future yes. or the future locally. They're thinking mm. maybe the best place is for me to leave this place. Yeah. And that's why I can build a, a really great Future and a career for myself. Sure. What was the outlook of the kids from Zimbabwe growing up? The only, well, I can speak for myself. I sure. don't want to generalize for cool. everybody else because everyone, you know, has their own issues and their own views. A lot of people that I know did choose to stay in Zimbabwe. Yeah. But um, for those of us who whose parents were um, making enough money, mm-hmm. the only the only option was send us away. Wow. Yeah. A lot of us. A lot of us left mm. the country in yeah. order to get a, a really great education, mm. because unfortunately, um, the the degree you get at the University of Zimbabwe is not recognised internationally. Really? Yes, due to um, corruption and bribery and things like that. Uh, you know, internationally wow. they say they can't trust it. So, the answer for us was to go overseas or go to another country. A lot of people came to South Africa, mm. as I'm sure you know, tons of Zimbabweans. <laughs> we came here. And it's closer to home and yeah. the, yeah, the education standard is really high. So yeah. That is actually the only quite option sad. is to leave. That is quite sad. It's because, heartbreaking. Because, um, first of all, the, the, when I was in first year, the kids who came from Zimbabwe were just gliding through because. Oh yeah. Most of the You just a piece here, of cake for us. You know, exactly. Because <laughs> the, the, it, the standard of education in Zimbabwe is. is so high. It's really high. That you know, kids come here and they feel like geniuses. They're like, what? I mean, we are geniuses, guys. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> right? Cool. So, so that's, that's, that's the interesting thing for me is that how their university feels rigged in a way, uh, whereas you can't, you can't, um, go out internationally and say, Hey, I'm, I got this degree from Zimbabwe. Take me seriously. I'm a smart guy. Mm-hmm. People are like, no, wait, what if you bought it? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. I'm really smart and I can prove it. And it's, Show it's me any South African yeah. kid. I'll beat them. <laughs> we don't do that. We love you guys. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what I was trying to, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. You see what happens when you talk so much. Ah, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so, so then you came to Stellenbosch to yes. study. I got my honors in social work and psychology. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So stuff. I'm a qualified social worker. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can, you know, sit down with people, have a chat with them, connect with them, yeah. help them get over things. I mean, it's so much more than that. Our degree, yeah. you're in the, in the practical field from year one. Yeah. So when you're studying psychology, you can only start counseling patients when you've graduated with your honors and then yeah. maybe going into masters. Wow. With social work, you're working in the field from the very beginning. You're working in um, 
the worst I don't want to say the worst conditions but the the, the lower lower yeah. income the most difficult mm. so we were blessed enough to be working in every different kind of field so my first year I was working in Hanover Park mm-hmm. and I was with the Big Brother Big Sister organization mentoring children mm-hmm. and then my second year we were in Paul and we were counseling people in old age homes yeah. my third year I worked for the Department of Education and I was the sole social worker for um, a school mm-hmm. in Strand wow. and then in my final year I worked at um, Somerset Hospital in mm-hmm. Greenpoint so wow yeah and what has this journey taught you I think when people ask me this, the most applicable and most real answer I can give them is that going from social work to being in an industry where there's tons of money, tons of luxury, cars, clubbing, no, 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 I don't, none of that appeals to me. Yeah. And I think it's because I've seen such poverty and seen such struggle and seen um, rape victims People wow. have been abused, people attempted suicides. I've seen the harshest of the harshest mm. human conditions that you can be in. And so when I come here, the money and fame is not what it doesn't impress me. It doesn't wow. do anything for me. I like to stay very grounded and, and humble because I know what real life is like and this isn't real. Man, if you were South African, you would win Miss SA. Like, <laughs> amazing. Look at the answers that come from the heart. It's true, famo. Right? Keep like, it real. <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right. So then you went and uh, somehow you found yourself now deep in the media industry. Yes. So uh, what actually happened is while I was studying, I was scouted by uh-huh. a modeling agency in Cape Town, Grace Models. Shout out. Um, and they developed me from nothing. So if you were to look at me, you wouldn't think I would be able to work in the modeling industry. I'm really short mm-hmm. um, and curvy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we believe in you. And so that's how I started modeling. And I was a full-time model for five years in Cape Town. Wow. And while I was there, um, a Nigerian... TV station, they call Spice TV. Mm-hmm. They came to shoot in Cape Town to cover SA Menswear Week. Yeah. And um, they were like, look, it's the day of. We need a presenter. Have you got any experience? I said, nope. They're like, are you keen to try it out? I was like, yep. <laughs> and that day, I just, um, I found myself, that's how I got my first taste of presenting. It wow. Was, uh, from then on, I was hooked. How, how Were you not scared? Extremely. Yeah. Extremely nervous because I didn't study this. A lot of people study journalism and they go for classes and they get taught, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. And um, when I watch those clips back, it's I cringe. I die inside. I'm like, <laughs> what was I thinking? That's so yeah. not cool. <laughs> wow. And, and, and that's important sometimes that when that opportunity comes, oh, yeah. sometimes it comes from this weirdest sources. It, it looks strange. It doesn't even yeah. look legit. It doesn't even look like it's going to take you anywhere. But when that opportunity comes, you say yes, hell you, yes, yeah, and because you, you don't see Jump. why not, mm-hmm. and you, you, I mean, there are so many people who normally look at all the reasons why not before mm-hmm. they look at I the reasons agree. why too. Yeah, and um, you could have looked at that and said. I have no experience. I'm yeah. going to embarrass myself. Yeah, dude, on you're, you're on the red carpet. You have cameras following you. You're expected to interview celebrities. And I myself had never been invited to attend Fashion Week. Mm. It's my first time. Yeah. And so I didn't know what to expect. And I went in it with, you know, open heart. And I'm like, look, guys, I'm, I'm willing to learn. If I F up, that's life, you know? Yeah. Why not? And the cool thing is that you just opened up and you said, hey, guys, look, let's let's learn. Yeah. Let's learn. Let's fail. Let's learn. Yeah. Why not? And it worked out. <laughs> wow. So that's where it started. But what happened after that? Um, by then, I already had a blog that was established. Mm-hmm. I have my own fashion and travel blog. It's called Kim Jade. Yeah. And I talk about fashion style and things that I like. Yeah. And... Um, that got me into Joburg. So I came here and I decided I wanted to get a PR company. This is when I was still living in Cape Town. Okay. I got a PR company because I wanted, I saw the importance of being seen at certain yeah. events. People need to be like, who is she? Why is she here? What's she about? And so I paid my PR company a monthly retainer of like four and a half K mm. just to get invited to events and just to try get on radio stations and to try so I would fly from Cape Town at least two three times a month just to attend events because people needed to see who I was and people needed to okay who's this Kim Jade girl Mm. is she here and that's what I would I did and it was eating into my account like crazy but I I knew that's what I needed to do I needed a soft introduction into Joburg before I just made the made the full transition now you went and you took your own money and just put it in in the hustle and you you were hoping that this works out and you yeah. were not quite sure if yeah. it is going to work out yeah. but you just did it anyway. And at that point I didn't really know what I wanted to do. 
I knew I was blogging and I liked blogging. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that here in Joburg, clients take you a lot more seriously and are willing to pay you for your time and mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come to Joburg. But I didn't really know Jeez. what I wanted to do. And tell me, did you have anybody saying this is a bad idea? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone was like, what the F are you thinking? Because at this point, I'm now in a successful established model. I'm mm-hmm. booking international commercials like... That show worldwide I'm making serious money And I have my own place I have my friends My whole world is in Cape Town Mm. And then I was like No but I want to go to Joburg And my mom My mom and my my pa Actually sat me down And they're like We don't think this is a good idea You're coming here with no job security Nothing And and we just We're just against it And Mm. in December Just before Christmas I was like I'm doing it I let my landlord know I was like This this will be the last month I'm here Um, I'm moving to Joburg Sure. So that's that's really how it happened. And then Jimmy comes to Joburg. In this case, Kim, com- <laughs> Kim, Kim, Kim comes, comes to, to Joburg. Joburg. <laughs> yeah. Shucks. And then you land in Joburg. Okay, where do we yeah. start? Who do we know? Yeah. Um what I what I did was I started reaching out via Instagram mm-hmm. to different brands and I was like, Can I shoot using stuff from your store? And I'll, I'll include it, the tagging. I'll tag you on Instagram and I'll give you credit in, in my blog. And by then, I, I was obviously not earning an income. So I, was, I reached out to photographers and I'm like, I'm new to Joburg. I would like to shoot. I don't have money though. Mm. And they're like, cool, we're, we're keen to collaborate. And that's how it started. I just started yeah. collaborating with cool stores that had nice stuff and photographer friends, especially my friend Kaylin. He did all my first shoots for free. He was so mm. sweet. And... um Two months into it, money's now running dry. Yeah. Because no money is coming in. And um, in February, the first week of February, Melanie Trichard from Viacom. So Viacom is the umbrella that owns BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, MTV Base, and MTV. Mm. She emailed me through my Instagram and was like, uh, we had a look at your Insta. Are you interested in coming for a screen test? Mm. And I replied immediately. I was like, sure, I would love to name the time and place I'm there. She's like, okay, cool, come tomorrow. Yeah. And I went in for the screen test and it was really, it was very intimidating because I have very little experience already, you know, presenting. I'd maybe done four or five fashion weeks, but nothing in studio. Mm. And I went in and they're like, okay, we're going to pay you with this dude. He, he happened to be a guy that I was following on Insta. So we kind of knew who each other were. And they're like, we're paying you guys up. We're going to put you on camera. You're going to give us the news. Sure. Just like that. Was, there's no script. There's, and then I did it. And the next day, I remember I was in H&M with my mom shopping. And they called and they're like, are you at the job? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I started crying. I was like, Mal, I know I'm supposed to be cool, but I cannot be cool in this moment. And yeah. that was, yeah, that's, that's wow. how I got the job. And then you became Crazy. The, through uh, Instagram. Yeah. Wow. And now look at you. Now you're on MTV <laughs> yes. and things are just working out. God is good, man. God yeah. Is good. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and it had to take that bidding on yourself, putting your own money on the line, yeah. having your whole family saying no, your all, all your friends saying no, and everybody saying, I don't know what happened to you. What's up? Wasachias is in you right now. You are possessed. Please yeah. just stop this. I think, uh, but when, when God tells you go, go. Yeah. And I, and I really, I was, I was stressing because I had no money yeah. and, um, rent was due. My mm-hmm. parents were making me pay rent because yeah. they're like, you need to still have responsibilities. It's going to keep you driven. I was like, cool. They came a month. I was like, I actually, I don't have money. I don't mm. have money for rent. And then, um, Lo and behold, a week later, I got the job. So wow, you know, absolutely fantastic. Now, what has this journey taught you? Um, I'm still learning. Yeah, I really am. Every single day is a learning curve. And the scary thing is that from when I got the job, so we started shooting in April, mm. and so from then I've been on on TV screens every week. Yeah, from then until now, the amount of attention that I've been getting, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I was so not ready for it. I was so not ready for the brands that are throwing themselves at me and the the work that is coming my way. And now emceeing jobs often come with presenting, which is incredible. And I had a taste of it last year because I emceed the the first two Corona festivals in Joburg and Cape Town. Mm-hmm. It's like five thousand people each, which is big. Mm-hmm. But now it's consistent, and yeah. that's a whole other like league. There's no school for emceeing. Wow. How to stand in front of people and get them hyped and keep the energy up. It's so yeah. I'm, Constantly learning But the thing that I I think Will always keep me On the right track Is just go with your gut Go Mm. with your gut Gut When you're nervous Pray When you really need advice Ask 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. What a journey, man. <laughs> All the way. I mean, started off in, in Zimbabwe, yeah. Bulawayo, and. Yes. Oh, you said it right. Well right? done. <laughs> and then it grew and grew and grew. Yeah. Stellenbosch. Uh, I mean, old age homes. Yeah. What? It's like you I've know? lived like five lives. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you became a, a, a model, fashion mm-hmm. model, right? And that went international. You were booking big gigs, though yeah. you were too short and yeah. this and that. All the all the naysayers yeah. would say, you can't do it because yeah. of this and that and that and that. Yeah. And you decided, no. let me not listen to why not. Let yeah. me just try. Why not? Apparently, like what, what I, I have this thing where um, it's as if your life has been shown to you like a movie, mm-hmm. right? But when you were born, you saw your whole life and you saw how it's all going to play out. And then all you have now to remi- to remind you of the actual movie is this tiny voice that tells you that certain things are the right things. Mm-hmm. Like it says, that's the right yeah. way. You're doing it right. Yeah. But then sometimes we don't listen to that voice mm-hmm. and it becomes really faint and small mm-hmm. b- when we're not listening to yeah. it. But the more you, you listen to it, the louder it becomes. Yeah. And the easier it starts to be to trust that gut to say, yeah. I think I'm doing the right thing. And then you go and you go and go and then things work out and you're like, yeah, I told you. But, but the thing is with that, only the, the, the only secret is only you saw the movie. No one else did. Yeah. So no one else knows how it's going to end. Everyone else, like when you're watching, let's say Van Damme, you're right. You're watching a movie <laughs> of Van Damme and then you think, Run! You know, <laughs> there's a certain part of the movie where you're like, run! Yeah. And you're thinking, no, don't pick up the phone! Yeah. But he, like, he, let's say, doesn't do what you were supposed, what you would have done, but, yeah. but then wor- life works, works out in out. the movie. And then you, you realize from that, that sometimes the onlookers, what they think is the right thing, mm. might not actually be the right yeah. thing. The person in the movie is the only one who can really you know, do the right thing because it's their movie, yeah. guys. But I think a special, like a message that needs to go out to young people is not that you need to see the whole movie. Yeah. I definitely didn't. I'm sure you didn't. True. You know, what you need to do is like, okay, I need to see the next step because yeah. you have to have a vision for yourself in order for other people to buy it and believe in it. Right. Mm. And you have to trust it. Totally. Also. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, it's, it's unsure steps. Yes. I mean, it, I yeah. mean, all of these were unsure steps. Every 4,000 that came out of your pocket for that, Ooh. for that PR company. And also every flight that you actually took out of your own money to yeah. pay. And then, I mean, it's 10 grand later and, uh, <laughs> nothing actually happened. Yeah. Just a couple of people just totally. side eyed you and yeah. you're thinking, uh, I wonder if this is even worth it. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And those those are questions that also come up in your mind. Yeah. What am I doing? I ask myself that at least ten times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Is this even worth it? But but look at you. You know, it's you you're still um, evolving and you're mm-hmm. still growing, and things are actually falling into place. Yeah. Man. yeah. That good. That absolutely good. fantastic. And this is actually the, the, you know, the, the, the cool part of what we try to show in the show is yeah. that, um, there's inner conversations that happen with all of us, no matter where you yeah. are in life, how far you've come yeah. or how far you still have to go. Mm. But there's some points in time where you're going to have to start tapping into in, in internal um, voices and mm-hmm. saying, you know what, I'm gonna have to listen to to my gut on this one. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know what you guys are saying, and sometimes you guys are talking the truth, but now and again, here and there, you're gonna have to listen to what you're saying inside, you mm-hmm. and you have to go with that. Yep. And uh, and it, it it's really cool to get another person, and then another person, and another yeah. person who says that it's worked out for them, and they're well on their way to success. And here's you, you literally talk. Like a couple of off ramps, uh, like the first off ramp was from, um, you know, being a, a social working uh, type of person dealing with people in that department yeah. to being a model, and then yeah. you became a full time model, yeah. and then you had to take another off ramp, <laughs> and then even another one moving location as well, and uh, and it's still working out because that's how life is, right? Oh, touch wood for now. <laughs> now it's okay. No, no, no. Tomorrow, Here's the thing: the other the other part that's important is that when things work out and when things are moving and you feel like you you have this momentum i've heard once that you need to you you need to make sure that the internal conversations you keep them in control because whatever you you think 
yeah. will come to you. So mm-hmm. you mustn't be like, this is too good to be true. Something's gonna happen. Because normally when you think mm-hmm. something's gonna happen, something happens. Something actually does. Mm-hmm. So it's important that while you're on this road and things are going well, that you say, good things are supposed to happen to me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, good is okay. normal. You do yeah. This? Do you do this to yourself? Good is here to stay. You tell yourself these things? You have to tell really? yourself these things. Okay. I'll if try it out. Try it out. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have another chat in okay. about a year from now yeah. when you're making a million. Hey, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Making a million for it. Thank That's you. That's the you. way. That's the way. So, um, it, now what we want to know, because you've, uh, you've, you've been in South Africa for a while now. How long mm-hmm. has it been? Ah, going on 10 years. 10 years. You know, citizenship, Baba. Bra- can, can the ESA government give me citizenship? <laughs> Holla, anybody out there? <laughs> so, 10 years in. <laughs> We need to know how well you know South Africa. This might oh, be no. the questions you get asked before you get given citizenship. Oh no! You know, like in America, they I'm ask you. Sure. <laughs> in America, they ask you a series of questions. Yes, they do that in Australia out, as well. Yeah, to find mm. out how well you know the country. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna do the same thing with you. Got cool. Us. Ten questions, and we'll see how you score. If you pass. Then you can get citizenship. If you fail, it's a guarantee. Can I get that in writing? Uh, <laughs> can I get this in writing? Well, you'll yeah. get you'll get Cliff Central unplugged and in charge okay, citizenship. So okay, so Gareth will hook me up. <laughs> hey Gareth, hook me up. All right, cool. So here it is. Question number one. Okay. How high is the unemployment rate in South Africa? High. Is it? Yes. Is it? <laughs> yes. No percentages. Okay. Is it sixteen percent? Uh uh-uh. uh. Twenty four percent? Uh uh. Thirty one percent? Thirty six percent? I'm going to go 36, eh? Hey, you just want to put us up there. I, how how high see. is it? It's high though, right? Okay, cool. You answer is 36. 36 is wrong. Well, how high is wrong. it? Wrong. It's only 24%. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Next question <laughs> coming up in a short little while. Let's see if you f- get the next one right. Okay. okay, cool. So one down, nine to go. You can still get the citizenship. Let's find out. Um, what do you think um, you're going to miss if you move to South Africa, <laughs> um, let's say, for instance, now, if you get the citizenship, mm-hmm. um, um, what, what are you, here? You're just stating your, your opinion. Really. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not really a wrong or right one, but it will be right. Uh, who knows? Right. <laughs> Is it, are you going to miss electricity? Because mm-hmm. of load shedding. Oh, areas. you're talking about what am I going to miss from Zimbabwe? Yeah. When okay. you come here, yeah. are you going to miss electricity, a comfortable bed? Right. We have beds in Zimbabwe. No, you are listen, rude. you don't understand. It's the other way around. It's saying, if you, if, if I get forced to go back to Zimbabwe, no, what will I miss from South Africa? No, no. It's saying if you come to South Africa, yes. what, what will I miss from Zimbabwe? Miss? Yes. So you're and implying there's no no comfortable beds in Zimbabwe. No, the I'm other gonna way pick around. up this chair, son. The, the other way your face, son. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. <to the, laughs> she is so, so defensive. I'm so this spicy. is coming from online, by the way. It's not coming from me. <laughs> okay. What do you think you are going to miss if you move to South Africa? All right. That means what do I think I'm that, that that means okay. that it was there in your home country and it's not here. Yeah, I feel here. Here. Mara defensive. Hey, listen, this Zimbabwe. I'm gonna speak up for my people. I'm gonna try to break all this these taboo nonsenses you guys are spreading. That we have a crazy country. My country is beautiful. We have very comfortable beds. Yeah, we have electricity occasionally. <laughs> we've seen the Mugabe quotes. All right, cool. Uh, he's so, a hell of a guy, that Bob it, guy. Yeah. Uh, electricity, <laughs> a comfortable bed, running water, or bl- a bulletproof jacket. Yo. <laughs> Y'all are spicy online today. Well, damn. Now I'm going to miss electricity. Electricity. Okay, cool. That one, obviously, you can't Obvious. get it right or wrong. It's just no opinion. So I got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got that one right. Cool. So... <laughs> Why is it saying incorrect? I don't know why it's saying incorrect, my bro. Just we're just gonna skip that one because I mean it's right. Okay, cool. Here's the next. Between which ocean is South Africa located? So you can't get this one right or wrong. Is it between the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic, the Atlantic and the Indian, or the Pacific and the Indian, uh, or Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean? You kept saying Pacific Indian, yeah, Pacific Ocean, Pacific. You mean Pacific? I was talking fast. It happens. <laughs> but um, South Africa is surrounded by all three. Especially. All three. No, wait. No, wait. Guys, geography answer. was never my thing. Okay, I know it's definitely Indian. Uh-huh. Definitely. Because we got Indians here, yeah. 
<laughs> what kind of show is this? Which other one? Uh-huh. Wait, Indian and Pacific. Indian and Pacific? Is that an option? Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. All right. It is her answer. Let's find out. Well, you are wrong again. Listen. Yes. It's Atlantic. I'm a presenter Atlantic and social worker. And Indian. Ask me about people's problems. I'll give you all the answers. <laughs> Talk to me. How do you feel today? Oh, wow. How do you feel about that? Okay, cool. Fourth question. We're almost there. <laughs> what is the capital of South Africa? Hey. What is the capital of South Africa? Is it Pretoria, Durban, Cape Town, or Joburg? Pretoria? Yeah. Are you getting a help? <laughs> no. <laughs> the people on Insta Live are giving me the answers. Hey okay. guys. Let's see, let's see. <laughs> well, that answer is correct. Praise I see the God. people from Insta are trying to keep you no, in shame, South they're Africa. Not help. shame, they're not helping. Shame, they're not helping. Alright, cool. Help. Here's the next one. What are you going to tolerate if you move to South Africa? So, again, not, mm, okay. it's not right or wrong. But I'm going to get it right. Sharing a room with one or more foreigners, getting a disease as a consequence of bad hygiene, getting in trouble because of the color of your skin, of being chased by a monkey. If you, move, if you move here, those are things that will happen. Oh, those are the <laughs> options. These are the options. I don't know where this <laughs> This is from... Uh, a uh, pro prof quiz maker. Hey, so, pro prof, <laughs> you're confusing us all. Actually, yeah. do I even want to live here if those are my options? <laughs> okay, well, I already lived in a share house with ten Nigerian and Congolese people when Yo. I was a broken, struggling model. Yo. So I really did that. Mm. Um, what is the other? What? Did, tell me what the other. Getting things a are. disease as a consequence of bad hygiene. I'm no, I'm very clean, and right. I, I believe the people around. Even when you worked in hospital, you didn't touch something that. <laughs> no, we weren't allowed to touch the. Touch the patients. Okay. What kind of what? No. What do you think? Listen. No, I hear what you say. Yo, this girl. Okay, the other option. No, I wanna you know, it can't be easy for you. Your life needs to be exciting. I'm getting adding in, some excitement. Getting in trouble because of the color of your skin. Um that's actually happened in Salambosh. I was uh turned away from a club because I was Whoa. brown. That that actually happened. Wow. Um the only thing that hasn't happened is being chased by a monkey. Yeah, which I feel like city, No, happen. I feel like that's more likely in Zimbabwe. You need to go to Victoria Falls. Yeah. They are the size of like five year old, those monkeys. Whoa. Baboons. They are violent. The real deal. The real deal. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. I'm so, afraid of the disease thing, although I think that's the most ignorant thing. Like that's not even possible. Obviously, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So <laughs> <laughs> the guy's show is mental. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Just as a time we're gonna wrap it up with the last question. How many official languages are spoken in South Africa? I'm mean, gonna get hit this one, right? Ooh, I know this one actually. Three, five to seven, eight, eleven, or over eleven. She's I'm asking, no, 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 I'm not, I know, I'm using him as a soundboard. It's either seven or eleven. I feel like it's seven. So you're saying seven? Yee. Final answer. Y'all have a million languages. We have three in Zimbabwe. It's very simple. All right. You are incorrect, ma'am. It's, it's 11, eleven, right? Yes, okay. it's eleven. <laughs> you know what? By the way, ne, that, that, that citizenship, I think it's still a long way to Do come. you know what? I pay my taxes and I'm contributing to the economy. And for those reasons alone, I should get citizenship. Thank you so much. I think you contribute to to, uh, to the South African youth as well, just in terms of uh, in terms of thought leadership. So thank you very much for being on the show, you guys. Uh, I'm so honored and humbled to be here. Thank you for for listening to my story. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Yet again, guys, the shortest hour in the week, and we have to wrap it up now. Small last words. Yo, man, the last words are that the people must just follow us on Twitter to get the podcast. <coughs> um, it's at Sporkuzi. Or they can just uh, also uh, inbox you, tag you, at where's that guy. And they must just keep on uh, hashtagging us on Unplugged Radio Show. Yeah, man. Guys, you keep on doing that thing. We're wrapping out with uh, Kim Jade. Woo! An absolutely yeah! fantastic. <laughs> this is CliffCentral.com.